Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode. Doesn't screen must be free. My name is Andrew McGuire. At the, as always, blah, blah, blah. my lovely wife, my co-host Beatrice Lopez. Hi, everybody. Hello. And today, if we can talk, we're going to be talking about Superstore Sunday, season two, episode nine, seasonal, seasonal help. help. Yes. So. This is a interesting episode. I, I feel like um, I should make a point to say I don't. We're we're watching on Hulu, and mm. the episode numbers that we're putting out are based on Hulu. Yes. Um, because I've noticed we were like, oh, what's today's episode? And we Googled season two, episode nine, and the next episode came up, and this was listed as episode eight. So I think. The Olympics episode that Hulu has as episode one is a standalone episode that they don't count in the season's episodes because it's like completely detached. Yeah, it is very possible. Hmm. So I thought that was interesting because we, we we were very excited. Well, I was very excited to talk about the next episode because something oh, really big happened. Oh, it's a big episode. Um, but this one's fine too. Uh, this one's just as good. This is good. Oh, it's oh, good. It's a good episode. Yeah. Um, it's Christmas. It's it's yeah, starting in the Christmas season, hiring the seasonal help. Um, now, this is splitting hairs a little bit, but it's interesting to me because working in retail, you would actually have hired your seasonal help in October or even September. That's when you start hiring seasonal help because you'd be hiring it in waves whereas it seems like they hire all theirs at once in November which means you don't get time to train anybody and what happens in this episode is a bunch of people quit on the first day or a few people quit on the first day and that's why you actually start early is because you know people are going to drop off so you need that time to replace them um, so that's kind of interesting that they're uh, doing that now, I don't know if you can hear in the background, our cat wants to go in the shoebox and is scratching it, trying to get in. Clark. Or as like, I like to say, he's uh, making plans on renovating his new apartment, yes. which is a cardboard box. Yes. He's decided to do that now, yep. during our podcast. Yeah. He, you know, he was sleeping all day. Oh, nope, he got in. He was trying to open it up, and now he's got it closed, open, and he's sitting, and he's laying down. Oh, the... The sirens scared him. Yep. But you chose that neighborhood, so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is all very good for an audio medium. You get to hear us talking about our cat that you can't see. We should put, like, pictures of him on Instagram. Yeah, we should. That would make sense, right? So oh, he moved out. He did. He, he was it was like, a bad neighborhood. He was like, oh, you're talking about me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come over here now. Right? Probably try to eat his food and crunch it. Well, he has. We give him soft food. He doesn't have his crunchies right now. His treats. Sometimes it gets hard and turns into crunchies, and yeah. he eats it like a T Rex. He does. Uh, we haven't even started talking about this episode. That's fine nope. though. Um, but yeah, so seasonal help. It, it's kind of funny that they hire all these people at once instead of over the few months. Um, but again, for the show, it makes sense. Uh, starts with. Jonah talking to Adam who came into the store 
because he's picking up Amy from work, which makes sense. Yeah, that's a um, nice husband type thing to do. Yeah, Jonah asked how his barbecue business is going, and he says it fell through. It didn't work out. Got yeah. a lot of bad luck with business ideas. Mm-hmm. And Jonah says, oh, well, we're hiring for seasonal if you're looking for a job here. Like, if you're looking for a job, we could hire you. He says, hey, that's a good idea. Then Amy comes up and's like, what's a good idea? <laughs> and oh, they're like, oh, if I worked here. And she's like, yeah, that's a great idea. She's not into it at all, understandably. Um, and turns out that... Uh, they're all full up. They've already hired everybody they're going to hire, that they say. And she acts mad at Glenn and <laughs> says, you could make an exception for me. And he says, I can't. And she's like, oh, darn, too bad. And then he's like, you know what? You're right. I will make an exception. Adam, you're hired. And then he adds, you owe me one. You owe me one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Adam gets hired. So then they move over to the break room to the next scene and they're kind of like everybody's in the break room and everyone's trying to like yeah like what time is it in the episode uh i don't know they don't mention that um i don't know if it's the next day like if adam got hired and just started working on that same day or if uh or if there he got hired on the spot and now he's working there in the afternoon did it smell nice? I have to breathe in the vapors. Yeah. Breathe Excuse in the Excuse me, everybody. So, you're warming up. What is it, like pine? My mother Stick? said it's good to breathe in the vapors of this plant. Yeah, she's boiling a plant of some sort and breathing it in. You know, anyway, so I'll just keep going. Um, you said that the... The bag of popcorn was very pungent, which was weird to me because I couldn't really smell it all that much. I didn't say it was pungent. I just you said I could smell. You actually said the word pungent. It has a pungent smell. I don't. I don't use the word pungent. I don't you think said I said that. pungent. You, you literally said that. <laughs> well, then I blacked out because I don't remember saying the word pungent. Well, pungent maybe is. I blacked out and thought you said pungent. I would have said it. Might have said. Oh, Clark's coming scent. in to intermediate. Yeah. Um, Cheyenne is maneuvering around and trying to get away from, quote, that guy's boner is what she says. Yeah, so that guy, whoever that one was, yeah. I would say don't have him there anymore. Right. He can go. Um, what's interesting about the break room is that there's been a flyer there since the very beginning of the show for a car for sale. And it has, like, those little hang taggies on it. Oh, yeah, I like those. And not a single one has been taken for the entire, like, series so far. I'm assuming that if you work there, you can't afford a new car. Yeah. Or, you know, it sounds like they're selling a used car, and it's probably just a bad car. And they all have bad cars, so why buy another bad car? Well, new to them, I mean. Yeah. I mean, nobody has, like, $1,000 on them to just blow, unless you're really rich. Mm-hmm. Um... Glenn kind of introduces people, like, sporadically. There's so many new people, but he only, like, mentions three. 
Because obviously the comedy of threes, you only want to pull out like three examples. Mm -hmm. And one of them, I don't know her name, but she's now the oldest employee to ever work at the store. She's <laughs> 90 years old. And then Myrtle, the um, the former oldest one, is so mad. She's like 82, <laughs> 83, something like that. I mean, that's pretty old, but I guess yeah. it's not old enough to... Mm -hmm. Be the oldest. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I've worked. That's like the time when retirees come out and they make a little extra money sometimes, um, and you do get people like that. Although, someone that age would probably just be a cashier. They have her working on a ladder later in the episode. Yeah, that did not appear to be uh, OSHA. It's not necessarily an OSHA violation, but it's not something we would normally do. We would probably put someone like that on register and be like, "You stand here and ring things up." That's. Oh, I thought they would be a greeter. Yeah, or a greeter. That's right, because it's because Cloud Nine's a Walmart type of thing. So yeah, a greeter would be a, even better. Um, we didn't have greeters; everyone just greeted on the floor. Uh, then there's a guy named Todd who happens to be a black guy, and Glenn's like, "You'll be our our black Todd." And, and he, then he corrected himself right away. Well, well, he he says black Todd, and the guy like shakes his head. He's like, "No," and then he's like, "Okay, well, Todd, you'll." Uh, old Todd, you'll be white, white Todd. And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. He's like, thank you for that. Um, then he says Adam. And Adam stands up and Amy's like, please don't. No one else made a speech. And he's like, oh, no, it'll be fine. And then he like reveals a bunch of like inappropriate information about her. Because he's like, oh, I hope no one treats me different because I'm like sleeping with the boss. And they all kind of laugh. And she's like, this is horrible. And he's mm -hmm. like, it's okay, Bean. And then that's when they find out his nickname for her is Bean because she's small. Yes. Yes. And, yeah. And that's why she didn't want him to work there. Yep. And she sleeps naked, apparently. Yeah. Or used to, anyway. Because he says, my naked little Bean. See, I don't think that's appropriate to say at a meeting on your first day. Adam should have been fired. Should have been, and uh, that's not appropriate to say ever, really. There's never really a good time for that to come up at work. Yeah. I mean, they've said other things mm -hmm. and done other things, so. Yeah. The, the power of TV that people just do all kinds of stuff they should be fired for but never are. Mm-hmm. Um, cuts over to them working on the floor. Uh Mateo's like, these people are so terrible, they make Jonah look competent. And then Jonah says, I know. Right? At least he owns it. Either that or he just doesn't let, want to argue with Mateo. Um, it, it's, no, I think he, he understands how mm. bad he is at his job. That's fair. Um, turns out they're betting on who's going to quit first. And Jonah originally doesn't want to bet. No, he doesn't, because he's a goody two-shoes and like, wah, wah, wah. Well, he actually says, I don't want to bet, because last time I did, I kind of got carried away. Yes, he may have alluded to a gambling addiction. Mm -hmm. um, and they're like, it's only one little bet, whatever. And he's like, fine, I'll bet like a dollar on the guy with the acne. So, guy with acne is there, and he ends up winning that bet. Yes, $2. $2. He wins $2 for it. Um, but in the meantime, uh, 
there's a person who's supposed to be bagging for Cheyenne, and <laughs> she's just reading a book instead. It's just reading like, some novel, yeah. and really, Cheyenne is passively kind of like, she should have just out yeah, she's told like, her, you know, you need to put that book down and start doing your job. Yeah, she says, would you mind helping me out a little bit here? And she's like, oh, I'm just finishing this chapter. Although, like, it's a funny scene because it cuts back to her, Cheyenne being like to the customer, yeah, she's really into that book. And she's like, the customer, uh, the customer, the lady is reading the book and very slowly picking up and moving over a cereal box. Wow. So that doesn't obviously work out. Uh, Adam is stocking DVDs. But and he's doing something wrong. Yeah. Well, he has the cart that's on wheels and he has the cart like five feet away. Yeah. And he's, like, walking over, grabbing, like, three at a time, going back, putting them on, walking back over, three at a time, back over. Wasting a lot of productivity. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, from your um, perspective, it wasn't, like, nitpicking what she said. No, because it's it's a thing where... Now, when when I worked in the back room, for example, this is kind of the same sort of thing, where... In his mind, he's like, it only takes 10 more seconds for me to walk from there to there. But if you're putting on, you know, 300 DVDs, that's 100 trips. Times that by 10 seconds, that's 1,000 seconds. That's literally like 15, well, a little over 10 minutes you wasted. Um, And it's probably a little more than that, uh, especially because of the way he's doing it so slow. And I had that same thing where I was like, okay, we had to process freight which means opening the boxes and getting it priced and my strategy was always like okay I'm going to dig through it might take a little bit at the beginning um, extra time but once we get going it'll be quicker Uh, if you're a chef you probably know that as mise en place you get everything together and it kind of takes a little bit to get set up but once you're set up boom everything's right there so I would be like, okay, you're going to price, I'm going to hand you everything that needs to get priced that's a dollar. And you're going to do everything that's two ninety nine, because then you don't have to change the gun. People would, But other people would be just hit, throwing boxes on the table, like, ooh, I'm throwing a box up every five seconds. I'm like, yeah, but they're taking 10 seconds, like, each time, again, to re-change the price in their gun. Sometimes the guns don't work, and it takes, like, 30 seconds. Um, and again, that doesn't seem like a lot of time, but if you're doing that for 500 cases, that's like a half hour worth of productivity you've lost. And as much as I hate it, retail being retail and, and industry being industry the way it is, that lost productivity reflects on us as we're not doing our jobs. And when everyone goes, well, we should get paid more. And I'm like, I don't disagree, but you can't make an argument to them until you can prove you can make the minimum. Like if they set the minimum at this and you're not making that, how are you going to convince them you should get paid more than what you're getting paid? Um, same thing with Adam Stocking. And and, she, and she, she's like, hey, you can move this over. And he's like, don't criticize me. You're always criticizing me. And it starts, turns into a fight about dishes. Yeah, because um, they're taking like stuff from home and they're putting it in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Which is why you would never... Even though Glenn did hire him and make that exception for Amy, he should have scheduled them separate shifts, which he asked for later in the episode. Uh, Glenn's very excited. 
because it's going to be their first year with a Santa. Yay, Santa! Yes, yeah. yeah, so that's that's definitely something that's pretty exciting. Um, and he's interviewing a guy who seems pretty perfect, who is was uh, trained by Wayne. Oh, Gunderson. Gunderson. Wayne, yeah, who was a guy who was a Santa at Macy's in Chicago. Now, I did Google that name. Yes. And uh, didn't really find that. Although, it's funny because Wayne Gunderson does bring up pictures of Santa, but of a guy named Mike, I forgot his last name, Mike uh, something specifically. So, I don't know if he's a character based on, like that name is based on him somehow. Or that character is based on him. Um, and then it was like a story about a guy named <laughs> Gu- Jesse Gunderson who murdered a guy from That's Wayne. That's really horrible. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. And somehow there was like a Santa costume involved. And I'm like, just sure, why not? Um, that might as well be a thing. Uh, so he's, But he's interviewing this guy. He seems pretty perfect. Um, cuts over. Jonah, and that's when Jonah wins that bet, and he's super excited. He's like, let's go for another round. He wants to chase that high. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's like, oh, we'll double the stakes or put up the stakes a little bit or something. Um, but he, So he comes up with the idea. Garrett agrees that they're going to go for another round, and I guess everyone else kind of agrees going forward. But it cuts back to Glenn. Superstore is always like a lot of quick cuts. Yes, there's a lot of multiple storylines going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has six possible Santas in front of him. And he says, over a dozen of you applied, and you're the last six who passed the rigorous uh, Megan's Law test. Mm-hmm. And then he gets a call, and he asks, asks one of the Santas to leave, so only five passed it. Um, well, do you know what Megan's Law is? I believe it was a... Uh, Child sex offenders. Yeah. See, I didn't. I didn't. From the context, I figured that's what it was. Yes. Um, but I looked it up, and that's exactly what it is. Uh, I like no code Adams and and that kind of stuff. But that's like a different. That's not a hiring practice. Uh, I know about like basic background checks, and I assume Megan's Law is kind of part of that. But um, I never performed them, so I didn't, was never knew the name. I just knew there was a background check. Um. So only five people have passed that now. And one of them is Cody from the back room. Yes. Who we know. It's very interesting. He's he's showing a little bit of ambition here um, that we don't necessarily really see from him. Otherwise, uh, we know that he works in the back room. Um, he's a pot smoker, definitely. Yep. But other than that, not much is known about him. And then there's a guy, the the Santa Claus that we saw him interviewing, and then three other Santa Claus, potential Santa Clauses. Uh, Jonah is walking around taking notes on all the new people to place his bet, and he yes. comes across Isaac, who he calls the Ginger Giant later. I like that alliteration, yeah. the Ginger Giant. Yes, and he's very angry at a mannequin he's trying to put clothes on and the mannequin just basically isn't cooperating. He's having a hard time getting the clothes on the mannequin. 
Yeah, I don't know why he's getting so frustrating doing uh, some menial task. I feel like he could have reached out to someone to ask for help. I think he just has uh, anger issues. Um, I mean, he is... I uh, like he has been arrested for drugs, so he kind of has drug issues. He might be recovering, like he might be like, so he might be having withdrawals. Yes. And anger. Um. Oh, that's true. That's a good spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. So Jonah bets on him. Now he had went to another store and bought a giant whiteboard. And put all the temps' names on it in the back room, and like worked out odds of what they were gonna quit. So like he actually has like betting odds, but then everyone think is kind of like it's too confusing. So that it's just they all put their names on their their bets on names, and whoever's name comes up, they just win everything. Yep. I mean, which leads me to Jonah buys a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. He spends a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He definitely is rich, yeah. or his parents are rich. Yep. Uh, he is, but he bets on Isaac uh, Myrtle. That's on the old uh, bitch. He she says. <laughs> um, I don't even know if we're allowed to say that. I mean, it's a podcast. We can say whatever we want. I'll just on this one. I'll just put like PG thirteen. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, like, oh, I. All I do is do this and listen to other podcasts, and and trust me, swearing is totally a okay on podcasts. Awesome. Yeah. Um. You know, you some just try to be a thing, but I mean, I that's on that's on television. I I feel like if it's on television. Yeah. Like, no, that makes sense. A basic. Totally. Yeah. You know, like it's like a basic channel. I feel like we can say it uh, without too much worry. Um, Cheyenne and Mateo bet on the bagging lady. Like the bag lady, they just. Oh, I thought they called the book, her the book lady the, the book because lady. she's the one who's always yeah. reading that book. Yep, the book lady. Uh, Glenn, so it cuts to Glenn. He's testing out the laps of the Santas. He's sitting on Cody's lap. In yes, this scene. because he says we have quite a lot of porkers, mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. porkers, mm-hmm. referring to the children. Yes. Um. Amy comes up to him. That's when she says, "Hey, can we? Can you schedule me and Adam separate shifts so we don't have to work together?" Um, which again should be what it is because she's in charge. Uh, we talked about this in a previous episode with Jeff and Mateo that he can't be like directly in charge of a store if Mateo is, and I think that's going to come up later. Mm-hmm. But. Amy really shouldn't be the one overseeing Adam. No. Uh, so just a conflict of interest and all that. And Glenn's like, okay, I understand. I was kind of surprised you wanted him to work in the first place because how bad your marriage is. And she's like, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, oh, no, you know, you've been married forever. It might be the spark is gone. No, I mean, you're hitting a rough patch. No, that's worse. I mean... I really got to get back to testing out these laps. <laughs> He's just always saying the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes over to... It's funny, I wrote that after, but I think that scene comes before. Uh, goes to the break room, and they're all sitting together, 
And I don't even know what Dean is talking about, but Dean is talking about something. It's some kind of like medical condition yeah. and it's the size of something that yeah. is big. A polyp? Polyp. I don't know what a polyp is. Oh, the, it could be benign or cancerous. Oh, that's not good. It's a growth. Ah, gotcha. Um, and Amy interrupts and starts talking about what Glenn said. And then Mateo said. was like, that's why I was Amy. Amy's yeah. always interrupting. D- uh, D- well, Dina says, I guess it's the Amy show now, or it's Amy time now. And Mateo's like, yeah, she does that. Um, and she says, yo, isn't it crazy how he says, like, my marriage is in a bad place? And then Cheyenne starts laughing? Because she does that when she's nervous. Yes, Cheyenne <laughs>, laughs when she's nervous. And she's like, I'm not nervous. I'm just thinking of funny things. And then Mateo, like, grabs her leg. Yeah. And, like, physically harms her. Yeah. And she's like, ow. Yeah. Um, and they kind of run off. They're like, oh, we got to get back to work. And then Garrett is like, oh, there's no one to make announcements. I got to go. He he very like, comically because of the wheelchair and yeah. all the chairs. Yeah, he just like rams through all the chairs. Like the chairs are just, he's pushing them. He's, he's like, like yelling at the champs. champs. <laughs> and then Dina's like, they're all leaving because they agree with Glenn. Something very obvious that obviously Amy knew, but mm-hmm. she had to restate the obvious. Yep. And she called it a girl chat. Yeah, great girl chat. Uh, great girl talk, I think. Um, Amy... It cuts to Amy talking to Adam because Adam comes over and he's like, oh, I accidentally sliced one of the bottles of shampoo. Who do I call to clean that up? And she's like, you, you call you to clean that up. He's like, oh, I don't know how everything works. And I don't know how, but like they start kind of arguing. But then Amy sees that like Mateo and Cheyenne. I think Mateo and Cheyenne, like, because they're never really doing their job. So they saw them close to each other and they wanted to see some drama. Yeah. So Amy like kisses him and they have like a little exchange. He's like, oh, maybe I should start using the shampoo more often. And then she starts laughing. Like that awkward, like fake loud laugh. <laughs> and like, he was like making a voice for I'm the shampoo. shampoo man. It's I'm like, from the future. I don't get it, but it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's shampoo. I'm shampoo man. Um, Isaac is very angry again, mm-hmm. and he's—I don't even know what he's doing at this point. But Isn't like, it like cans of popcorn, like the kind that they usually sell. Big think, tins of popcorn. I don't think he's on that yet. I think he's on oh. a different task because that's that's the last task he does. Oh, that's right. That's the one where uh, he's going to not quit. Yes. Because he, he Jonah, doesn't want to quit anymore. Yeah. Jonah is like, oh, you know, I noticed it's after three o'clock. And just so you know, if you quit now, they still have to pay you for the whole day. Is like, that true? No. Very simply, that is not true. The only time they will pay you for a whole shift if you leave early is if they tell you to leave early. And the only other, like, rule about this, and again, it's not necessarily, I don't, it's not really applicable if you leave of your own accord, is if you come in for, say, a store meeting, um, which we've done before, and your schedule and the meeting is an hour, we have to pay you a minimum of three hours. Now, Missouri might have a different law like that, 
So we have to remember this in Missouri. I don't know their labor laws. But in Massachusetts and New England, at least the states I've worked in, in New England, um, have it that three-hour minimum pay is the thing. And that's if they specifically, like, call you in and you only work an hour or two, and then they have to have you pay you for three hours. Um, or, again, if they send you home, which is why some companies, if it's a snowstorm, will not cancel your shift. And they'll ask, the, that's why stores and like companies will ask you if you're coming in, because if you choose not to come in, they don't, they don't have, have to pay, pay you. you. But if, you, if the store closes, they have to pay you. Um, obviously, we're in a different situation right now, but I can tell you that the company I work for uh, was paying everyone for a while. For a couple of weeks, I think three weeks, they paid everybody. So there are companies that are good like that. And I think that, like, a few, uh, my old company is doing the same thing, was doing the same thing. I don't know if they still are. Um, but overall, in a microcosm of this one day, again, if Missouri has that law, they might, but. No, that's not really something I'm aware of. Um, but you're right. He pressures him to quit, and he Isaac says, I don't want to quit. I've quit too many times. Now, here's where it's interesting. I don't want to, like, throw us too far ahead, but Isaac is in future episodes. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. So I don't – and I think this is a very important distinction – because there's something later in this episode that happens that I just kind of put together with what might have happened. Um, which if it did, it's kind of interesting. Um, Garrett sees him trying to get Isaac to quit and he's like, no, I was just making a... And he's like, you started it. And Garrett's like, no, I was just making a bet on who would quit. You were trying to make him quit, which is so much better. I can't believe I hadn't thought of that before. So a lot they, of wasted years, A lot of wasted years. And that's when they start trying to get people to quit. Except Myrtle. Myrtle's trying to murder her. Yes. he. She was, um, she spotted her doppelganger mm-hmm. on the top of the ladder. And she goes over and, like, kind of nudges it. But then she realizes she's too weak. Mm-hmm. And she actively tries to push her off the ladder. Yeah. She tries to push the ladder over. Um, she can't, thankfully. She, she can't. Again, this, so... I just don't think we would have a 90-year-old woman on a, a ladder like that. I mean, I don't, I can't think of the last time a 90-year-old woman like even applied. That was a really tall ladder. It was. It was a. It was a. Well, it was a 10, 12-foot ladder. It's a. It's a regular store ladder. We don't use. And this is very circumstantial, but to the company as I've worked for, um, they were using an A-frame ladder, which is not the ladder my company would have used. We had started with that when I first started, but then we moved over to staircase ladders because they're more stable, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're moving freight, which is why I don't know what she was doing on the ladder because, she, I mean, I don't know. It might sound ageist to say a 90-year-old like woman who's like four foot six really shouldn't be stocking stuff onto the valance or the top shelves, but I can't think of what else she would be doing on that ladder. I think Myrtle told her to go on the ladder. <laughs> Myrtle might have. Um, uh, Garrett is trying to get his guy to quit because he knows he misses it. He's sad he doesn't get to spend as much time with his son at this job. Mm-hmm. Um, so he starts playing Cats in the Cradle. Yes. 
and the Silver Spoon over the PA system. Um, Mateo and Cheyenne team up, and Mateo sexually harasses, harasses book lady. Yeah, to get her to quit, and he should be fired for that. And she does report it. She only reports to the Cheyenne. Of though. course, the irony that she reports it to the other person who's actively trying to get her to quit. Yeah, I would have loved to known what would have happened if she had gone to Glenn with that or Dina. Yeah. Um, and Although she, Dina is in on it. Well, Dina might have protected her and been like, please don't quit because she bet on someone else. Oh. It would have actually probably been the one time Dina like actually enforces the sexual harassment rules. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Cheyenne. I wonder if she would have turned the tables and said, well, now you get to sexually harass them too. Yeah, she might have. Uh, Cheyenne is like, oh, I'm so sorry that happened. Are you okay? Because you look amazing and like grabs, grabs her butt. Grabs her butt. <laughs> and she's like, okay, I got it. I, but I don't think she quits. Um, that is the fastest that woman has ever done anything. Yeah. Yep. Can't she put that kind of oomph into her work? Right. Idiot. Uh I have to pinch her butt every time <laughs> to get yeah. her to bag. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Jonah is hanging out with Garrett. Garrett is playing uh, Cats in the Cradle. Um, and Jonah is watching Isaac as he's stacking popcorn tins. That's it. That's the one. And he's like, no, no, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to drop it. And Garrett's like, you okay? He's like, oh, I'm doing great. I just need that thing to fall. And, he's, and he does like, uh, like, give it to me, give it to me. Come on, give it to daddy. Daddy needs it. Like, yeah. And Garrett's like, Garrett's like, um, you're getting a little carried away, something like that, or a little too intense, something. And he goes, this is nothing. You should have seen last time I got carried away. He's like, oh, what? Ha-? He's like, wait, what happened now? He's like, oh, nothing. It was a small thing. I just had to sell my brother's Camry. To sell a car. To yeah, to get out of the. Uh, Yep. Um, Isaac does tip over the 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 popcorn like tower like falls over and Isaac gets like starts uh, yelling and punts one of the cans (laughs) and like yells I quit and leaves. There was a lot of expletives that he had said. Yeah, he yells I quit and he leaves. And then um, Jonah's like counting his winnings and he walks over to Glenn and Glenn looks sad and he's like yo what's going on and Glenn's like oh one of the workers quit today so sad one of our new hires just quit mm-hmm. and it's Did, sad too because he's part of the give a second chance program for my church the last chances last program. chances program mm-hmm. But do you know? Did you do you notice anything weird about the line? Oh gosh, no, I didn't. I noticed it when we watched it this time because we watched it a couple times now. He says one of our workers quit today. Jonah won a bet earlier in the day for that first guy quit. Oh. So I don't know. I don't think Isaac actually quit. He might have just yelled, "I quit!" in frustration, went to his car to like cool off. And oh, not actually quit. Oh, that is possible. Because mm-hmm. we've had a guy do that, like where he's like, I quit. And he left and we we're like, oh, I guess he quit. And he came back the next day and we we're like, 
So, uh, hi. <laughs> that was Sup. weird. Sup. <laughs> <Thought you, laughs> he's like, oh, just, I just need to leave. I'm frustrated. And I was like, okay. And they did it like three more times. Oh, boy. Over like, not like in succession, but it was always like once a year. And I was like, okay. And then one time he actually quit for a while, but then he got rehired. And that's, that's weird. And then he'd been there forever since. Oh. Well, he didn't burn bridges. Not oh, like, well, that's good. Not like someone else who burned bridges. Oh, hey. no. Who's that person who burned bridges? That's for another episode. Um, turns out, uh, we kind of skipped this scene, but, like, Amy, to, like, prove her marriage is good, has sex with Adam in the photocopy lab. Yeah, photo lab. They just, like, oh, yeah. And then she's bragging about it. Just, I don't know why she has to keep up the appearance of being in a good marriage. She's trying to prove it to herself. I guess, I guess, yeah. I guess. So I don't know if you guys can hear there's motorcycles and beeping cars going by right now. I have no idea what they're doing. They're doing a celebration. Oh. Of, of someone's birthday. Oh, it was a birthday. Happy birthday, whoever it is. Or at least that's what it was last time this happened. And they all had, like, balloons. And then I, like... Walked, did a, my walk to the like convenience store and saw like a banner that said like "Happy Birthday So and So" like really big and with balloons. So I assumed that that's what that was. It was like they couldn't have a party, so like all the people who would have been at the party like beeped and waved. Oh, well, that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had sex with them. And yeah, so Jonah feels uh, bad. Him, not them. Yeah. She wasn't having an orgy, guys. Yeah, him. Yes. Um, or J- he's also um, he goes by he him terms. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonah feels bad that this guy who quit Isaac was part of the Last Chances program. Um, people who couldn't like get jobs because of like drug addiction and stuff like that. Uh, Jonah decides to give Isaac his winnings, mm-hmm. which is I I don't know if it's two hundred dollars or more than two hundred dollars, because he said he ends up calling someone, a drug dealer, and saying, "How much meth can I get for two hundred dollars?" And that drug dealer was his uh, uncle. His uncle. His uncle. Yeah, uh, you couldn't let me say yeah. it. Ding ding ding! It was his uncle. Surprise! Spoiler alert. Oh my, just had to take that from me, didn't you? I can erase it. No, it's okay. That's okay. We both said it. We both said it. We said it together. I still have my note that I'm sitting on. Well, okay. And I also haven't said one of the other things that happens about the Santa, how the Santa storyline wraps up. That's what I'm going to say about, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that the next thing? That, that's all I had left. Okay. All right. Let's get into the Santas. The Santas. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're, they're there. They're all, like, lined up in a row, waiting for the reveal of who's, who's going to be Santa. And Glenn makes his choice, which was the obvious, the guy who was trained by the guy from Chicago, mm-hmm. right? Something Henderson? Yeah, Wayne Gunderson. Wayne Gunderson. So um, 
the the guy comes up to him, right, all happy, and then he says the words, so how much is this going to pay, which makes sense when you're applying for a job, and then Glenn is like, well, no, you don't get paid. And he, he had something about, it's about the kid's you, you happiness. Get, you get to be Santa, you get paid in a thousand smiles. Yes. And I looked up <clears throat> the average hourly rate for Santa actors is $30 an hour, but it can range up to 75 an hour. So that guy who was trained probably could make close to $100 an hour. Nice. Which is, so, 40 hour... Oh, it says five thousand to fifteen thousand dollars a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. for and that's for like three months worth of work. So yeah, I mean that makes about sense. Um, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Gonna have to eat some ho hos and and uh, grow a beard. Yeah, it um, helps if you're bilingual too. You get paid more. Oh yeah, it makes absolute sense. And if you're willing to work Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. So obviously he leaves. Yeah. And they all leave. <laughs> And then all that's left is Cody, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So Cody becomes Santa by default. And I think that's about it. That's everything. Um, so we don't know what's going to... So they like said, I think we see Isaac in a future episode. Um, it might be interesting to watch that. Um, but right now it looks like he quit. Uh, Jonah gave up his winnings to him. Um, and... Yeah. Anything, any final thoughts? Um, I just want to um, say that Myrtle is evil. Yes. She actively tried to murder someone. She's constantly swearing and doing all kind of weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe she will be the next to go. Yeah. Oh, speaking of swearing. Oh. Cody. Because <laughs> Cody goes... I'm going to be the the best beep Santa ever. <laughs> Did he beep himself? I don't remember. No. No, you a, beeped him. I yeah. beep, well, I beep because the show beeps him. <laughs> um, and he hugs Glenn. So, yeah, that that's my final thought. And that is a good one. Mm-hmm. So you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dsmbfree. You can also visit us online at our new website, which will be in the show notes, um, because until we become a little larger and get a budget, we have a Wix website, Mm -hmm. so it's really long to say. Um, But that'll be in the show notes. Uh, For now, you can get our podcast there, or wherever you're listening to it right now, and also uh, we are posting um, articles uh, right now, I have ranked the top five stores in GTA 5. In Yay! Grand Theft Auto 5. So, again, around the theme of retail in pop culture and what we can do with that. You can follow B on TikTok at... Beatriz Lopez 490 It's spelled B-E-A-T-R-I-Z-L-O-P-E-Z 490. Excellent. And we will also be getting pictures of Clark on the Instagram for you to enjoy. Yeah, you can see our cat Clark. Clark! I don't know where he is. In his new little apartment. Yeah. All right. 
Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.